This is the Ignition Show. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to or welcome back to our podcast. My name is Chris Jansen, host of the Ignition Show, and our aim is to bring you a regular dose of ideas, insights, and inspiration you can actually use in the pursuit of your full potential and ignite the flame within you to live your best and full life. In addition to bringing you in-depth conversations with amazing guests, every other week, I'm going to sit down in front of the microphone and share with you some of the most important lessons and nuggets of wisdom I've encountered from training more than 10,000 people over the last decade, and also from the thousands of hours of intimate one-on-one conversations I've had with my coaching clients. So grab a pen or simply sit back and take in today's message. Let it sink in and ask yourself, how does this show up in my life? How can I apply the points that resonate with me to my life today? And what would happen if I did? All right, let's go. Let's dive in. Let's move over to the coach's corner. So today I wanted to give you part one of what I consider to be one of the most important processes or steps you can go through if you, like me, want to continually raise the bar in your life. If you continually want to grow and you want to strive for more, you want to elevate your game, you want to uh, increase your trajectory, whatever line or metaphor or description you, you might personally choose, is we're all in this game together. How we can we continue to accelerate the impact, the fulfillment, the satisfaction and happiness that we get from life? And specifically what we're talking about now, because it is timely, is we're talking about how to review your year, how to look back in order to help you to move forward. And you may have your own process for this. There's lots of things you can find online out there. Uh, but I want to guide you through something that's worked really well for me. And I've evolved it over the years. I've kind of gathered it from various places. But I think what's what's important as we go through this process, you're going to go from part one today and a couple of weeks to give you part two. That gives you time to, to, to reflect and do your own work. But part of this is really being able to bring the right perspective as to what you can learn from what's just happened this past year, regardless of what kind of year you had. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, you know that personally for myself and my wife, Sarah, and our family, it's been a very challenging year, a bit of definitely a very much a, a roller coaster with the loss of both my parents and the arrival of our newborn son, as well as other just ongoing day-to-day life challenges that we all encounter. And one of the things that this highlights for me is when you've had a kind of a crazy year or really challenging year, a difficult year at times, and an emotional year at times. It can be very easy to go with a short-term thinking and just say, you know what, I want this year to be over. I can't wait for this year to finish. Let me just forget about what happened. And I think that's a major mistake. Because regardless of what has happened for you, there's always lessons to be learned. And if you just close the door on a year, on 365 days that have gone by, and you say, I want to forget about this and move on, if that's kind of where you're at, I know that's not everybody, but if that's where you're at, you do yourself a massive disservice. Because you've gotten up, the sun has risen every day. You're lucky to be alive for this entire year. And if it has not gone the way you planned and you don't look back and try to gather some lessons out of that, gather some insights, but also remind yourself of some of the positive things that did happen, you lose out on a major percentage of your life. And you can neglect a lot of things that can profoundly influence how you move forward. So you don't repeat the same kind of year you just had. So I'm going to go into an extra level of detail as we go through this and maybe use some of my own experiences this year and talk through how I might review my year. And uh, hopefully that inspires you to think differently about what's been happening for you this year or maybe just think deeper on what's been happening for you this year. And to start with, we just want to talk about 
well, how do you do this? Do you just you know drive your car and think passively? No, I, I don't think so. I think you have to do this in writing. You absolutely need to do it in writing. Personally, I th- still think that pen and paper is way better than typing on your computer or definitely typing on your phone. There is a different connection to your memories, to your ideas, and to your insights when you write by pen. There's enough studies out there now and enough anecdotal evidence to say that that's the best way to do something of anything that is of importance is best to do it in writing. What I typically have when I set up myself is I have either my journal. I look back on maybe some things that I've been journaling on over the past year. I certainly bring up my computer and have my, uh, I use a calendar on my MacBook. I use a, the, the calendar application. So I can look back at my calendar because I'll forget the events. I can say, wow, that really happened this year. I can't remember <laughs> whether it was this year or previous years. And I can go just quickly scan my calendar on a monthly view where I was, what travel I took, what what was involved in the business, what personal events or experiences we had, as a way to remind myself of some of the, the milestones that happened this year. And then I bring out my, my most late, latest journal, and I will write in the questions I'm going to prompt you with. I'll write in the questions, and then I'll just spend some time just uh, reflecting and writing my answers. I typically, this typically takes a, 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 quite a few hours, over a handful of days. And that's partially why I'm giving you this at the start of December, in November is that um, uh, gives you a chance to find the right time for you in these coming weeks. Because everybody's holiday schedule and end of year schedule is very different. But you all can find a couple of hours to dedicate to reviewing what just happened for you in this past year and take some lessons to set you up for the great year ahead. So with pen and paper, notebook in hand, some things to remind myself of what I've been going through, my calendar, my past journal... I would just dive in. And the first question I always ask myself, and I would encourage you if you're listening to this to capture these questions or to go back and listen to this in real time when you're doing it. You can just pause the audio as you're going through it. But the first question I always start with is looking back on the categories, looking back on the positives of the year. And even if you had a horrific year, there's always something you can gain from it, always some positive you can find. So the first question I always ask is, what did I love in the last 12 months? What did I love in the last 12 months? And to do this, I would look back on my calendar. And the second question I look at, and I'll just kind of, I'm going to answer the, both of these at one time. The second question is, beyond the stuff that I loved, I think the real important question within this is, what were some of the magic moments? You know, I'm a big believer that we don't remember everything in life, everything that can happen in our past year, but we remember certain moments. And certain moments are absolutely worth grabbing onto. And part of the reason why we start with those two questions is because it's very easy, really two factors. It's very easy in the pace of life that we're working at that forces our minds to think very short term. We only remember very few specific moments from the year or we remember the short term, stuff that's happened in the last three, four, five, six weeks. So this forces us to really go back to the beginning of the year and kind of go through methodically reviewing everything that happened. The second thing is we are kind of wired, as you've heard us talk about this podcast before, we are wired to focus on what didn't go right, the problems, the, neg- the, the gaps in where we want to be, what hasn't been done yet. We're going to get to that, but you want to start with the positive. You want to kind of fill up your tank first, fill your cup up, give yourself a pat on the back and celebrate the things that went well, that are worth remembering. You know, when I look up at my calendar right now and I go back to January, I can look at some of the events I had in January. I had some business trips. I kickstarted a fantastic three-month experience with a, a team down in Atlanta that I've talked about in previous episodes. And in the middle of January, uh, I had marked here that my, my parents were coming to town. And it turns out that my parent, uh, my dad, was very ill at the time. He wasn't able to make it. 
but we had surprised them with a with a Christmas present, and we were taking uh, my, my parents and my wife's parents out for a night on the town in Toronto to a, a show. And the show was the Simon and Garfunkel show. Now, um, and it was a live music show of, of two musicians and a backup band telling the story of Simon and Garfunkel. And uh, you know, when I think about that, I love that night out. As a as a as a fun factoid, the very first CD I ever bought was Simon and Garfunkel's Greatest Hits. I might be aging myself, but why? But that was my very first CD. Some of you may remember if you're of my similar generation, uh, the Columbia House Records buy or records and CDs buy eleven CDs for one penny. You know that direct marketing company that has long been uh, defunct. But that was the first one I bought, and the reason that was the first one I bought is because my mom had that album, and it really was very nostalgic for me. And so this was an opportunity to, to uh, kind of close the circle, go, go full, full circle, take my parents out for another the town with some, some music that they would really enjoy. And uh, as I said, my dad was ill. He wasn't able to make it. So my aunt and uncle were able to join in their absence. And, you know, for me, that would be something I would mark down as uh, something I loved in the last 12 months. I loved that night out. It was a good, we had a good dinner out, good show, fantastic show. And um, yeah, it was just something I loved. I love going out. Uh, I love experiences and I love it when my wife and I have an opportunity to get out in the town and just enjoy uh, all the, the great things that the city has to offer. And that's why sometimes where you might just um, leave it if you're reviewing your year and saying, oh, that was an event or experience I love. Let me just write that down. I went out for a night on the town, Simon the Garfunkel. But that secondary question, that second secondary question of what were some of the magic moments of your year? It really makes me think about that night. And there's a magic moment I remember uh, out for dinner where it was just where we were just having a great conversation. You know, we, it was a couple months after our wedding. So my aunt and uncle knew my wife's parents a, a little bit, but not great. And it was just an opportunity for two families to come together. I love seeing my aunt and uncle kind of socialize with Sarah's parents and, and all of us just chatting about the night and, uh, and really looking forward to it. And it was just, I can literally remember how I felt sitting around a dinner table. It was just a nice, nice feeling out with, with family. And then going to the show, and I remember the exact moment the, um, the actor or the, the singer that was um, playing, Art Garfunkel, he opened up with the very first line. I think the first song they sang was The Sound of Silence. And I was blown away by how pitch perfect both of them were, sounding exactly like Simon and Garfunkel. I love talent. I love celebrating talent. I geek out on shows like American Idol or X Factor or America's Got Talent. I love those shows. I just love people putting themselves on the edge, going after their dreams and demonstrating amazing talent that might have been hidden all these years. And um, so the magic moment was just the, the pitch perfect sounds coming out of these guys' voices, the harmonies. It was beautiful. And just even having the opportunity to record this episode, talking to you right now, Reflecting back on that, it takes me back to that moment. And there was a lot of joy in that, in that moment, in that evening. And again, if I didn't go through this process, I might not remember that at all. You know, it was two hours of my life out of, out of the 8,760 hours we get in a year. And that would just pass me by. But just reflecting back on that, it reminds me of, it reminds me of so many things. There's so many emotions that come up, uh, all you know, kind of a bit of excitement and energy and, and just joy and just... Um, just making the most of life opportunities. You know, I believe that life is short. And if we let it blitz by and are always looking forward or always waiting for the next thing to give us happiness, we're going to miss a lot of things that are already happening. You know, the next thing on my calendar, two days after that event, uh, Sarah and I went on our uh, delayed or postponed honeymoon. 
couple months after our wedding, we went down to Colombia, Cartagena, Colombia. It just enjoyed 10, 12 days in the sun. And so many great memories of that. I remember dinners out and the, uh, the gelato after dinner and the runs along the ocean and sitting by the pool and meeting some great characters and going on some great tours. So many magic moments there. And I came right back from that and I then flew to Calgary and did four days of work with a great team out there. And the year was off to a great start. I was feeling great. Did some great travel, doing some great work. But uh, unexpectedly, my father's health took a dramatic turn for the worse. And I came back from that Calgary trip and I went and visited dad and he wasn't doing so well. And I thought, I need to come back and spend more time here. And so the middle of February, I went back and I just wanted to spend time with dad. And again, this year has been such a blur for me that I remember those couple of days I spent there. Dad wasn't well, he was in bed and couldn't talk all that much, but he was definitely mentally alert. One of the magic moments from this year, what I loved from this year, was just spending time sitting next to dad. You know, he was always a reader of the local newspaper, the St. Catherine Standard, if anyone knows that. And I have so many memories growing up of dad, uh, after dinner, reading the evening newspaper. He'd be sitting on the couch in our living room and I'd be lying on the floor. I'd grab the sports pages first. And I would pour over the sports pages, all the scores from every game and every sport, who scored, who assisted, what time they scored at, what transactions, who was injured, how many people were in attendance. I love reading that. There's something magical, something very nostalgic and very sentimental about reading the newspaper with dad. And fast forward many, many years, uh, had the opportunity just to sit by dad. Dad wasn't able to hold the newspaper at this stage. And I just read him some local sports, some highlights of the local university basketball, what was happening in the land of Donald Trump, kind of skipped over that story, and some things were happening in local politics, and he just, I could tell he enjoyed it, and I think I enjoyed it even more. And then I would just sit by his bed, hold his hand, and we maybe talked about some good times, updated him on our trip to Columbia, and it was really special. We also had the chance uh, shortly thereafter, shortly just before there, actually, my wife and I were down there. And I remember it was probably the last time my dad was able to walk downstairs into the TV room. And we showed him all of the photos from our wedding, projected it on the big screen from my computer. And Sarah, my, myself, my mom, and my dad were able to relive what a magical day that was. And so many magic moments from the memories from our wedding day. But I know it was very special for my mom and dad to be there. Uh, they had a great time. And so those are magic moments that I wouldn't think of. Now, I, I honestly am only thinking about them as I'm talking to you here. But this is what makes the year memorable. This is what makes the year fulfilling, is thinking about these things. And little did I know at the time, but about, I think it was three days after I sat there reading the newspaper to dad, he was gone. And as heartbreaking as it was and as tearful it was and as sad as it was, Absolutely a magic moment for me was being at my bedside at the, the, the moment my dad took his last breath. We didn't know that was going to happen then. I was in the room with his nurse and and uh, was talking to the nurse. We just moved dad. He wasn't very comfortable in bed, so we just moved him. And he was standing there talking to the nurse. And suddenly dad kind of jerked a little bit and took a big inhale. And I can still vividly picture it. And I'm just so honored to have the opportunity to be in his presence and to witness his passing. Some would call it his elevation to the next stage. And I call it beautiful. For me, death isn't scary. 
And what it taught me in that moment was that the passing of someone you love can be a beautiful experience. It can be a very innocent experience. And just reliving this in this moment right now, it's, it's kind of making me feel warm and connected to dad once again. And for me, the lesson here in this whole process, what I'm talking about this year in review, is this is the kind of detail I encourage you to go through. You don't have to go day by day or week by week by any stretch. But if you fail to look at these magic moments, the things you really want to hold on to, things that are special, that are kind, that are loving, that are uh, amazing in some way, we have so many of these and we do ourselves a disservice if we don't relish those moments, if we don't capture those moments, if we don't honor those moments. And so I encourage you and I challenge you to start your year in review asking yourself two questions. What did I love in the last 12 months? Go through your calendar, see the memories, go through your books, whatever it is. Talk to your friends, maybe talk to your family. Maybe, this, maybe make this a dinner conversation if you've got the group of friends or family that would, that would work with. But make sure you look at the magic moments and get specific. Get very specific. Go back to those moments as best you can and maybe even conjure up the emotions you were feeling in those moments as best you can. You'll be glad you did. The next question I would ask myself is what did I accomplish in the last 12 months? You know, I'm a goal-oriented guy. I'm a success-oriented guy. I'm an achievement-oriented guy. So I've got to have some accomplishments beyond just nice moments and exciting moments or adventurous moments. What did I actually achieve in business, in life, in my health, whatever it may be? So I list out some of my accomplishments in the last 12 months. The next question I would ask is what are some things I want to duplicate next year? I think that's a very compelling question. What do I want to duplicate? What do I, how do I want to run my life the next year? What do I want to experience or um, uh, do again in the, in the upcoming year? So one example that comes up for me is I attended a business conference this year, which was very rewarding. Glad, glad uh, Sarah and I went. And it may not be the same conference, but I absolutely want to make sure we get to events next year. Absolutely want to make sure that that being in the environment with like-minded business owners and coaches um, is very, very important. It's very inspiring. You you've accelerate your ideas. And it's very important for me to continue my professional development and my business development. Another thing I'd like to duplicate this year on the social side is, you know, Sarah and I love having uh, friends over, old friends and new friends over for dinner at our place. Whether it's a dinner party, just having a quick bite. But it's something we really enjoy and we only did it a little bit this year. So it's not a major thing that happened this year, but it's a reminder as we reflect back how much we enjoy that. And because of all the things that have been going on for us here, we haven't been even home very much. But we'd like to change that this year. We'd like to duplicate some of that more this year. So that's a reminder is to host dinner parties with old friends and new friends or just invite the neighbors over. Build friendships with our neighbors is actually something we would love to do and duplicate more in the year ahead. The next question I would focus on is, what decisions did I make this past year that were empowering? What decisions were empowering this year? You know, it's true that your destiny, where you end up in life, really comes down to the decisions that you make. And this is a great opportunity to not look at just the actions you were doing or the tasks you were involved in, but what were some of the decisions that changed what you focused on, where you put your time and energy, where you put your, your money? what you prioritized or what you deprioritized. You know, one of the decisions I'm very proud that we made is that we spent a lot of time with my mom in the last couple of months. It was a, it was a choice that we made. We actually sacrificed a lot of time in our business. We sacrificed a lot of time with friends. We even sacrificed and put on the back burner some of our own self-care and health 
so we could spend time with mom. And that was a very empowering decision. It felt very congruent with our own values. And looking back, we had no idea that mom's health was going to decline so quickly. And we lose her in a matter of seven to eight weeks from when she first wasn't feeling so well. But I'm so, so glad that we did. So that was a very empowering decision. A second very empowering decision was doing a major investment in our business. We joined a community of like-minded business owners. We went to events. We created new products, launched a new program. It was very empowering and a very much a critical decision that you're going to hear more and more about as we go forward in, uh, in 2020. But it was a decision that was, wasn't an, necessarily an, uh, an easy decision. It wasn't a small decision. It was, an, it was a massive decision. But we decided that there was no plan B. This is our plan A. This is the route to creating the business and the life that we want and to have the impact that we want in the world. And so that was a very empowering decision. And uh, I think given the size of the investment and the time that was investment, especially as we, we embarked on this just before our son was born, we we're adding a lot of stuff to our life, but it was empowering because we were taking control of the direction of our, of our business. And we were putting a stake in the ground for how we want to, what we want to create for the Ignition Show and the Ignition Company going forward. And it's certainly one of the empowering decisions was to create this podcast. You know, I've been dreaming of and aspiring of having this podcast and then something like this for a long time. And it was very empowering to finally publish that first episode back in episode one. And I'm super excited of, I'm proud of the content that we've put out so far this year and, and uh, so many great, exciting plans for the year ahead to continue to raise the bar and elevate the game and the impact in the community that we create around the Ignition Show. So these are all empowering decisions that were very important for shaping uh, the year. And so the next question in your review is quite simply, what decisions might I make in 2020 as a result? As a result of these kind of decisions that I made before, what decisions might I make in 2020 as a result? Well, there's certainly some decisions around continuing to invest in the business. There's certain decisions uh, as a result. You know, on the flip side, if we might have sacrificed some of our own self-care and wellness and spending time with mom, the flip side of that is a decision I might make in 2020 is to double down on our health and wellness. You know, after losing two parents to cancer, you can't help but wake up to the, uh, the flag that's being waved there and saying, I need to make sure I'm doing absolutely everything I can to set myself up for a lifetime of wellness going forward and vitality and health. So that's a definite decision that um, Sarah and I are, are focusing on. And we're absolutely going to be making. You're going to hear more about that in, uh, in the coming year for sure. So all that to say, these are some very uh, high quality questions. You heard me talk about high quality questions before. High quality questions that you can ask yourself as part of your first part of your year in review. What did I love in the last 12 months? What were some of my magic moments? What did I accomplish in the last 12 months? What are some of the things I want to duplicate next year? Decisions were empowering. And what decisions might I make in 2020 as a result? That is a great place to start for part one of your year in review. I encourage you to spend some time reflecting on those in part two, in two weeks time. I'm going to come back and I give you the second part of this, which is an equally powerful and absolutely critical of your year in review. So you can set yourself up with all the lessons and insight and inspiration and energy and motivation and clarity you need to make 2020 one of the most rewarding years of your life. We'd love to hear some of your insights that come out of this process. So please do go to our Facebook page and, or drop us an email and just let us know what you took away from this uh, process and um, what questions might you ask yourself that we could add to the list so we can build on this. Let us know and we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. 
Hey, thanks for tuning in. We always want you to get the most of the time you've invested here. So this show is only valuable if you apply what you learn. And most learning, as I mentioned, is generated from reflection. So we'd love to hear from you and your reflections on what you learned or found interesting. Please join our community and go to theignitionshow.com slash connect. That's theignitionshow.com slash connect. And let us know what struck you. And what was it that you heard today that you really needed to hear today? You can leave us an audio message or join our Facebook group and participate in the conversation there, where we'd love to hear your comments and follow-up questions. As always, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our show, rate the show, or leave a review on iTunes. It helps others find us and helps us get better. We read every single review and comment that comes through iTunes, Facebook, and our website, and respond to as many people as we can. And lastly, remember, whatever you dream of, whatever you hope for, and secretly wish you had, You're closer than you think you are. You're meant to have it, and you absolutely deserve it. Until next time, I'm Chris Jansen, and this is The Ignition Show.